In our reading today, St. Paul gives uh, like a summary of all of Jewish history and then shows how, how Jesus fulfills that, that, that expectation, that expectation for a Messiah, that uh, long period of waiting that the Jews had before the Lord came in the flesh. But they use one expression. Um, he quotes scripture. He quotes a God, actually, who speaks about David. And I think it's, just, it's, it's quite an amazing expression. Uh, it really, really struck me today. I have selected David son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, a man after my own heart, a man after my own heart. I know I'm delaying and deliberately honing in on that point because have you any idea what that means? For God to say this person is a man after my own heart, it's, it, it, it's such a huge statement. It's, it's, now, David does not get everything right. But uh, should this not be your goal and my goal? To actually have a heart like that of the Lord. Which uh, <laughs> is just, it, it's, such, it's such a huge goal, such a lofty goal. And yet, I think it's something that we should all definitely be aiming for. To have a heart like the heart of the Lord. So how does he describe his heart? Well, in Matthew, Matthew's gospel, he describes it as, as meek and humble. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart. And then he adds... And then you will find rest for your souls. So the Lord's heart is meek and humble. If any of you have had the experience of, of working with people, especially at a, maybe a, at a deeper level, uh, the heart is a world unto itself. The heart is so, so different from what you see on the outside. The heart, like everything that goes on inside here, uh, can be the complete opposite to what you see outside. I mean, even from, from working here in Holy Family, uh, there have been some some people through here like who just have been gifted with the with the, the the gift of good looks, for example, right? So, supermodel, good looks, great. So then most people would say everything must be great. No, everything must be fine. They have all they have all the qualities that people pay thousands to have. You know, whatever. Whatever, wherever things are supposed to be, you know, you know how it works. Okay, so whatever, tall and big eyes and big lips and I don't know, whatever else. Okay, so some people have all all of this naturally, and you must get that, that. That's fantastic! Like all all these boxes ticked, so it must be it must be great. And then they walk into a bar, yes, and all the guys see them, yes, and uh, deep down, a little under the surface, you discover that what you have in there is the heart of a little girl who's absolutely petrified that she won't be loved. She knows that people want to sleep with her, but she doesn't know if anybody wants to love her. And she's absolutely petrified that if she isn't as stunningly good-looking as, as, as she appears, that she'll be nothing. So she has to maintain this persona of, of perfection and beauty, otherwise she is nothing. Or you come across a lad like who's you know, very uh, capable uh, in, in, in sports or whatever, academics, lots of, uh, sorry, in sports or... or lots of trophies, lots of medals, all that, right, are very capable academically. Okay, and then again, you scratch under the surface a little, you discover this heart that is constantly trying to prove itself to dad who isn't there, or to mom who isn't there, or to people who put them down. On the outside, all you see is success. On the inside, all you see is, is woundedness. Inside here, it's just it's a different world. It's a different world altogether. And that's why it's so important, because this, this, is what, this is what motivates us. 
What goes on in here is what motivates us. Uh, if I'm motivated by, by revenge, what I might be doing on the outside might look very charitable, but the reason I'm doing it is because I want to look more charitable than, than this other fella. So I'm doing something that's apparently good. My, my motivation, though, is to put someone else down. We can be so contrived. The heart, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's what the Lord was trying to get at so, so often in the Gospels when he was talking to them about scribes and Pharisees who did the right thing exteriorly. They fasted and paid tithes and prayed and knew the, the law and the prophets. So exteriorly, everything was where it should be. Exteriorly, they were righteous. Interiorly, not even close. And, and this, this, this continues to our day as well, you know, as Catholics, just because we're baptized, just because we go to Mass every now and again, does not mean that everything is, is, is where it should be. Because it's, it, it's where the heart is at. That's, that's where this battle is. That's where this battle is won or lost. It's the interior life that matters. The, the exterior life will, will, will be a consequence of a healthy interior life. But it starts with the interior. So... When we, when, we say, when we hear the, the words of the Lord here, I've selected David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will carry out my whole purpose. I was just thinking, I let ye into my heart a little. But I was just thinking, Janie, would the Lord ever say that about me? And I just thought, no. <laughs> Not now, anyway. Not now. A man after the Lord's heart. Poof, I have a bit of work to do. You know, for, for like to be to be like the Lord, to act and react like the Lord, to be compassionate as the Lord, to be loving as the Lord, to be meek and gentle. And by the way, meek and gentle never means be a doormat. Never means like the, the Lord knew how to stand up and tell people off when he had to as well. So, yeah, uh, okay. But it doesn't mean kind of all just being a wuss and a weakling and letting everybody walk all over. You know, you still stand by your principles. You still stand by what stand for what is right with courage. And you still offer your life, give your life for others, which takes courage and love. None of them. So it's not weakness in any way to be meek or humble. But uh, it came to mind today as well the, the passage from St. Faustina's diary. It, it kind of reveals the Lord's heart. See, if we, if we want to have the Lord's heart, then, then we better know what it looks like. We better know what we're aiming for. So the Lord says to St. Faustina, it's number uh, 1074, if you want to read it afterwards, 1074. Tell aching mankind to snuggle close to my merciful heart and I will fill it with peace. Tell aching mankind to snuggle close to my merciful heart and I will fill it with peace. I'm not too comfortable with the idea of snuggling into the Lord's heart, if I'm honest. It's not really what I do. Uh, I imagine us more sitting on a park bench. And normally when I, when I, listen, when I listen to someone, um, people know as well when they talk to me, I normally kind of crouch, crouch forward, put my elbows on my knees. That way my focus is kind of on the floor, no distractions, can't see anything. So I listen better uh, when my head is down. That's kind of how I imagine myself sitting beside the Lord. Lord usually sitting up because he's got good posture. Uh, and I'm slouching there and that's where I kind of open my heart to the Lord I want to have his heart I want to have his heart I want to be able to, to, to love like him console like him uh, I want to be merciful like him 
want to be meek and humble like him. And if, if we attain that, if we can do that, we become, we're given, as, as the Lord would say here, as the Lord says to St. Faustina, peace, peaceful. We're granted peace because then if our hearts then, rather than be so full of insecurity and pain and memories and hurt, but our hearts are more like, like the Lord, so, so full of love and mercy and compassion, still with the memory, still carrying the memories of everything you've been through, but with that absolute confidence in the Father, then our lives are very, very different and we have, we have peace. We have peace despite the mess of everything going on. We have peace. What a gift, like, to even just, just to know. I mean, for so many people, we don't even know that that's, that's the goal, to have the heart of the Lord, because you, can, you contrast this with the, with the gospel, where Judas is there, and the Lord mentions that not all of you, or does he say it again? Someone who shares at my table rebels against me. So you have David, who has a heart like the Lord's, and then you have, you have Judas, who does not. He spends three years with the Lord, sees his miracles, hears his preaching and teaching, and does not want the Lord's heart. Doesn't want it. Doesn't get it. And we know how that story ends. So these contrasting characters here, David and Judas. So we see the, the power of, of our choice. We've, we've honed in on this a, n- a number of times over the last couple of months. The power of my choice. That I say, Lord, I want this. I want this. I want your heart. And there's nobody that can do this for you. There is no one who can pray for you. There's no one who can open your heart in your place. That's your job. You hold the keys. But if you do, you will notice a difference immediately. We've had this experience a number of times with people here in the community as well where they're going through a rough patch. We come into the chapel and we bring that memory, that pain, that hurt to the Lord. And within four or five minutes of prayer, they notice the difference. They feel the peace, those thoughts, those voices without necessarily implying that they're possessed because they're not but just those those I like the, uh, pathological critic telling you that you're you're bad you're useless you're all that kind of thing it's amazing how within four or five minutes that can stop why you bring it to the lord so why don't we keep doing that if it works why don't we keep doing that i do have to say it once more maybe i will can we keep doing that <laughs> if it works can we just keep doing it so bring these things to the lord so like learning how to like metaphorically rest our, our, our head on his chest and, and to experience that, that meekness, that peace, that comfort. What a grace to be consoled by the Lord's heart. So Lord Jesus, we ask you today, help us to know your heart and not just to know it, but to imitate it. Help us not just to kind of have an idea of what your heart was like for, for, for the saints, but that I might live with your heart. That one day, Lord, you might say the words of each one of us. I have selected you, my son, my daughter, a person after my own heart who will carry out my whole purpose. Amen.